is another episode of Creating Wealth and Wellness. Um, uh, so welcome back, everybody. We're so glad that you joined us here again. We are like cruising into 2018, and what a gorgeous year it is so far. Um, so let's thank uh, Nick Passell, which is somebody that I actually know, which is how I know who this N Passell is. Um, he's he's a cool dude that does financial advice with Edward Jones, a colleague yeah. of mine. Um, he says here on iTunes reviews, good insights here with some playful banter thrown in makes for an enjoyable and informative listening experience without feeling like you're just getting talked at like some other podcasts out there. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Thank you, Nick. I love, and I also love that we actually have some men listening to our podcast. You, that's fabulous. That's kind of awesome. Um, so thanks, Nick. I really appreciate not only your listen, but also your review. And if anyone else would like to have, uh, to join the fun on the review shout outs, please throw a review in um, iTunes for us and we'll make sure that we hit you up in a future episode. Um, let's see. What's your gratitude today? I'm going to go super simple and um, material. I, my husband and I, we don't do Christmas like holiday gift exchange pretty much since the kids were born, which someday we'll get back to. <laughs> but we bought ourselves um, in that season, we both, we bought ourselves like a two pack of wireless headphones. You all, maybe many of you are like, how did you not have wireless Bluetooth headphones before that? Because that's how I feel now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, so now you're all judgy. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, do I love Bluetooth headphones. It's like, because I listen to a lot, and I think you do too, Tara, like a lot of podcasts, a lot of trainings, a lot of YouTube, a lot of video, Facebook Live video. So with these Bluetooth headphones, I can be listening to something and like go get a glass of water or go pee. And the sound keeps going. I don't have to like disconnect. So it's like a, I don't know, 20, 30 foot radius or something, but cool. Game changer. Can you show me what they are and we'll put a link to them in the show? Yeah. I don't have one in front of me. Yeah. We actually get get it to me later. We bought them for my kids, for the kids. And then we watched them and we're like, that's cool. We want some. So we bought some for ourselves. So we have two different brands and they're both awesome. Cool. All right, mine is also a very like physical, materialistic gratitude, um, and that is for my insulated double wall stainless steel Yeti, mm. like tumbler. Yeah. Um, this thing is like a miracle. I I can put an iced coffee in there, and then I brought it with me to the beach in Florida, and it sat in direct sunlight on the sand in the beach, and like I don't think there was any meltage of ice whatsoever for like five hours that we were there. The whole thing was still full of ice cubes and it, that like blew my mind. So, so cool. What, what is in the world nowadays? Definitely cold iced coffee. (laughs) And I feel (laughs) like like they kind of pioneered the launch of those cups. Yeah, I mean, now you can get lots of. I I don't actually think that mine is a Yeti, but people know uh, what Yeti is, and I yeah, exactly. I got mine at Tractor Supply, so I don't think it's an actual. Yeti. And it also wasn't fifty dollars. <laughs> right. But in any case, now people know exactly what I'm talking about with like the Uber insulated tumbler. 
So good. If you're an iced coffee fan and you don't like drinking the watered down end of an iced coffee, get yourself one of these. It is so worth it. Um, so okay. is it weird if I actually like the watered down? No, it's <laughs> not weird. Ice coffee. The world takes all kinds, Amanda. <laughs> but I do also like my beverages at a maintained temperature. And I, I also have some of those cups that I love. love. Yeah. I think the first I, one I summer, bought was actually at Starbucks. It was so awesome to be able to have like really cold ice water in my car like mm-hmm. all day long over the course of the summer so yeah it was just really cool it does like the outside temperature has no impact on what is in that cup oh amazing it's very cool so anyways <laughs> there we go very long gratitude for a cup <laughs> okay maybe so, we should have an episode where we only talk about products just <laughs> pr- products we love actually that could be useful could i know be i would listen to that podcast uh-huh. if i if i was hearing it from people that i love um, okay, so today we are going to talk about healthy boundaries. We don't have very good ones around our gratitudes. <laughs> <laughs> around our timer. Around our timer. Um, That's okay. because part of the boundaries we set are uh, a acceptance and trust that wherever the conversation leads is where it's meant to lead. So I, I I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to be hard on us about that. Um, healthy boundaries. segue. This is such a huge topic because it plays into so many things we've talked about recently. Parenting, uh, we talked about volunteering, which is like saying when to say no and when to say yes. Um, Business expansion or just general like growth expansion, when to say yes, when to say no, Um, when to listen to your gut and your intuition. There's so, this is, when you can learn to set healthy boundaries for yourself, which I am not saying I have done, <laughs> but I am getting better at, it's a game changer. It's a game changer because you end up, um, there's a level of security around knowing that you have healthy boundaries and that you learn to trust yourself even more when you know you have healthy boundaries, you're able to make decisions better when you know there's a process for working within your boundaries. <laughs> um, so yeah, is there an aspect of life that we want to start this conversation on being parenting or business or? Uh, well, I don't, I guess there, so you are a Brooke Castillo fan as well as I. And if people haven't listened to her podcast, like she is one of the most wise human beings in the personal development and like personal awesomization thing. Um, But the way she speaks to boundaries is the favorite that I've ever heard in my life and I can never recreate it when I'm trying to. Um, But there, there to me is like such a difference between the way I used to understand boundaries, which was like, here is what I will allow that person to do to me, you know? And it it felt very like it it was totally expectation based on their behavior. Yeah. And like, so it was a control method of like me trying to control what I will allow someone else to do. Um, And I, it was thanks to Brooke Castillo that completely shifted that idea of what boundaries actually are. And I wish I should have looked up what she says before we even started this episode, but. Um. I actually can't recall, but essentially it's that when you, when you learn your own 
personal boundaries with things, no one or and nothing or no one, right? Like no situation can happen to you. No person can invade your space. Mm-hmm. No it, external factors have nothing to do with your result, right? Like your um, outcome. When you know your own boundaries, you don't allow other people or things to impact your life in a way that throws you off kilter or gets you completely stressed out or um, sends you into a tizzy or leaves you frustrated and confused. Now you might have all those, none of those feelings are wrong. You might have all of those feelings, but you're going to have them consciously and, and choose them within the scope of your own boundaries. Like, like I definitely are, there's times when frustration just needs to happen. Um, but I'm not, it takes away the whole blame thing, right? Like, you, mm-hmm. and I think that's the way that she talks about it. Um, and yeah, you're right. We should have gone back and listened to her. her. <laughs> well, you know what I will do? I will find the episode that I found very transformative and we will link to that one in these show notes because I do think that everybody should listen to it. Like when I listened to that episode, I, I literally sent it via text to a couple of people that I know who were struggling with exactly what she was talking about. We're Mm -hmm. like, I'm setting this boundary for them. Right. Not working. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I think that, and I do think there's a lot of like confusion and um, not gray area, but like ambiguity about what it actually means to set healthy boundaries. Um, Another person that does really awesome work around boundaries is Brené Brown. Mm. Um, And she talks about it like, you know, basically having the courage to love and be yourself regardless of what other people think about it. Um, So it's not like you're not going to say yes to something that's past your healthy boundary because you'll get their approval or because you won't make them mad or um, so it's, it's having integrity within yourself for what you need your life to be. That's what a healthy boundary is in, in my mind. I agree 100%. And as per usual, Miss Amanda comes back to the why. <laughs> but it's so, this is why it's so important to me. I mean, it's just like such a factor in like where are we set our lives and how we let things affect us and how we make choices and how we live intentionally. Um, But maybe what would be most helpful to the listeners is like finding some places um, in which we would find ourselves in a situation where we put our boundaries into action, right? Um, Some things that might come into our life where we choose to remind ourselves what our boundaries are, right? And notice I didn't say like, we choose to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. We remind ourselves what our boundaries are so that we can make a decision. Um, because setting, and, and when it comes to parent, I am, I, as mentioned many, many times, entering the world of parenting teens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and boundaries is such an issue here. Because when we have clear boundaries, other people 
respond better to us and we respond better to others and we respond better to ourselves. And um, kids, parenting is a great place to look at it because kids do need boundaries, but they, it's different than having rules. Mm-hmm. Don't you think like, and that's like a good distinction, like setting boundaries are different than setting rules. Both mm-hmm. are important, but they're different and understanding how they're different um, can have a really big impact on the outcome. Okay. So let's speak, um, speak a little bit more to that. How are they different? Like a rule might be, let's talk about a rule I would like to institute in my house and have not yet done. (laughs) (laughs) A rule might be cell phones go in the basket at night at this hour. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, before bed or whatever, like a a set time that cell phones remain in a certain place. Um, and that's just a rule. It's just like how it is. But when we converse with our kids in a way that's like setting the boundaries of the why, why that is and how, and letting them define their own sort of parameters around that and why the boundaries are important to them. Like um, it's, it, it's helping people understand the whys of the rules. I feel like versus just setting them and leaving them as is. Hmm. Okay. I like that. I mean, I, I, there's a thing coming up for me, which I think has been the biggest challenge that I've ever had with quote unquote boundaries and then also the most confusing. So my my dad is many things. And in my mind, he's toxic, he's dangerous, he's you know very triggering for me. Um, and I worked for a long time trying to figure out what boundaries I needed hmm. with him and couldn't actually find any that made it feel healthy enough. So now we don't speak at all. And I don't feel like that was a, I don't feel like by any, I do think it's healthier than what I was trying to do, but I don't, I think that I completely missed the boat on what the boundaries could have or would have. So the been. boundary maybe could be, um, I versus I will not spend time with, or I will not, um, engage in conversation with him. Mm-hmm. That's like a rule, right? But okay. a boundary is, I will not al- I will not allow myself to be whatever the word is by him um to to be influenced by his opinion to be um I will not allow myself to feel unworthy when I'm around him mm-hmm. I will not so those are all about you and how you decide to feel around him versus setting a a line, right? Like I just will not engage with him. <laughs> yeah. So, which is totally boundary, what I did. And I you could set a boundary like, out. "Dad, I will talk to you, but I will not talk to you about." We'll just pick politics, which I'm, I'm guessing is not maybe what's going on with your dad. Mm-hmm. But just say that, like, I will talk to you, but I won't talk to you about politics. You could do that, but is that really? Um, getting you to the place you want to go. You could only set the boundary with yourself. Yeah. 
when engaging in a conversation, when my dad brings up politics, I will remind myself that his opinions are his opinions. Okay. So like you've set a boundary for yourself that you will not let his opinions influence the rest of your day or week or months or however long it takes you to heal from an interaction with him. (laughs) Um, Versus because that way, when you set those boundaries for yourself, no one can invade your life in a way that completely rocks you. It might throw you off kilter for a minute, but it's not just your dad, right? Like some dude at the grocery store might trigger you like mm-hmm. as if they're your dad. Oh yeah, totally. Not. And so when you set the boundaries with yourself, you don't get caught off guard, right? Like, well, I set a rule that I wasn't going to talk about politics with my dad. And now this guy at the grocery store is talking about mm-hmm. politics, just like my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a second. I set that rule and now I'm triggered. Like yep. well, my dad yep. called me and my dad called me and started talking about politics anyway, mm-hmm. even though I, I set that rule. No, yeah. I set my own boundary that I wasn't going to let him trigger me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> no, it, it is making really good sense. And I think I, uh, what is confusing for me is because I think I misused the concept of boundaries for so long mm-hmm. um, with this situation with my dad and with many other things, you know, like um, even how much, of my time and energy I would give to a work project or, um, you know, like it, it, I think I was using it in replace of the word rule. Like mm-hmm. this is the boundary of like where this is where what I want ends and what you want begins. And we are not allowed to cross that line, you know? Um, and I'm just not sure that that's actually, that that's actually the most powerful way of using that word, but I've heard other people use it in very similar ways. You know, like I have a boundary where I will only interact with that person once a week, you know? And I'm like, that sounds a lot like a rule. Right? <laughs> like, what if they like want to talk to you more than once a week? <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, or like, I can only handle so much of like this person or, um, and that's why I, I, I think one of the one of the ways that we can be the biggest service to our audience right now is making sure that everybody hears that flippin' Life Coach School episode about boundaries. There you go. <laughs> because really, neither of us can. Oh, there we go. There's the timer. <laughs> Look at that. The way Brooke <laughs> delivers information. We really, we really can. And I, I, for one, think I need to listen to it again because I well, have already listened to it more than once. And I want, if there's one thing that I think could literally change my life in the biggest way that she delivers, it would be this concept. Similarly, it's a great to- example of how like Tara and I are doing a lot of good work in the world. We are, um, we have a lot of good com- conversations with ourselves and with each other and with other people, but like, we're still figuring it out, right? Like something might yeah. make a lot of sense. And then you encounter a new level of who you are and how you, how you interact with yourself in the world. And you're like, I got to listen to that again. Because I mean, we're both coaches. So quite honestly, like a lot of the conversations that I have with you are about my growing edge too. And 
healthy boundaries is something that I have a much easier time helping other people with and a much harder time diagnosing and adjusting within myself. I don't have good skills around my recognizing where my own boundaries could be healthier or even what that looks like. Um, so I think that it's important like this is this, these conversations are you all witnessing sometimes our expertise and sometimes our curiosities and sometimes our growing edge because this is something that just came up for me is when you have good boundaries, you know, when to break a rule. Ooh, Ooh, that is good. I like that. When you have good boundaries, you, cause every rule can be broken. I mean, unless we're talking about like the rules of the universe, like gravity, which <laughs> but can also be broken with when you have healthy boundaries, you know, when to break the rules. Mm-hmm. When you have rules and you're only following them, you find yourself triggered because you're like, I think this rule is meant to be broken, but I don't know why. If I knew my boundaries, I would know why and I would know how and I would know sort of what to do about it. Otherwise, you're just following your own and everyone else's rules without having like a framework to Mm, how that makes sense. I don't know. That's where I'm going to go with it. Like, (laughs) <laughs> cool. I do like that a lot. Yep. It, ha- um, it it helps me understand the difference a little bit better as well. Yeah. Cool. All right. I love that well, it all ties back to your why. That's very cool as well. Always does, Tara. It always does. Always. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's wrap up our episode with our asks for today. Uh. Okay. Well, since I brought up the screen rule and um nighttime phone basket and yada yada i'm just curious zero judgment on what you or your family does um because i don't even know what my family's doing (laughs) but i am curious if anyone wants to share with me what their rules are around screen time and how those are influenced by maybe your own personal boundaries and societal growth and all these kinds of things i mean as a parent I will forever be curious about screen rules. So hit me with yours. Cool. I love it. Okay. So my, my ask um, is really, really localized, but I'm going to put it out there anyway, because I always ask for a referral. I, um, I live in the Agawam area of Western Massachusetts, which is like right on the Northern Connecticut line. And I have to choose a new veterinarian and I want recommendations. If anybody lives in Northern Connecticut or Western Mass and you have a veterinarian for cats and dogs that you absolutely love, like I'm not looking for a mediocre, like a, eh, well, yeah, this is one I go to, but I'm ambivalent about it. No, I want like, this is amazing and feels like you're walking into a, like a magical fairy tale land for animals when you, when you <laughs> walk in. Um, I need to find a new vet for our puppy and our kitten and I'm, I'm getting on the uh, that the timeline where that's almost shamefully overdue. <laughs> Can I piggyback with a confession that I am even more shamefully overdue because we have had our dog for September, October, four months, and uh, she's seven, so she's she's she came with a bunch of like yeah. So that's that's not worse. That does not make me feel better because we're. <laughs> Or, oh. I need one too. I need one too. I need one too. <laughs> we, need to, we need to find a really, really, really good one. 
And I'm willing to travel a bit for the right veterinarian. So if any local listeners to Western Mass, Northern Connecticut, please, please share your hidden gems. Good one. I like that. Okay. All right. Cool. Amanda, I love you. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.